Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we'll be reflecting on some of the kind of crappy jobs that we had in high school and maybe even college. And we'll be looking back at some of those experiences and recounting some interesting memories from those jobs. I think a good place to start, as usual, is kind of just talking about where we come from and our experience. And uh, I'm on a, I'm the odd one out this time because I haven't really had that service industry experience, I guess. Not really. I feel like the one that everyone thinks of, at least. Like, I wouldn't really count what I did as service industry. So what did you do? Oh, was, I, <laughs> I worked at a summer camp for five years, which is like, you know, dealing with parents and stuff. But it's not quite the same as a steady flow of like customers or something like that. You know what I mean? And like, I would consider not... that more of like a fun, you know, a fun job. Or I'm not saying that like, you know, all aspects of it was fun, but I think <laughs> it seems more like, oh yeah, like I'm going to hang out with the kids at, at summer camp today as opposed to like, oh yeah, I got to go work the drive. I mean, I don't like, I yeah, sure. But I'm more thinking of it. I, I just feel like that's a little different than, Anne and I just, because it's more seasonal, like, you know, it's going to end at the end of the summer. Whereas like for us, it's like our jobs were never ending. I, I don't think it's about the seasonal aspect. I just think it's about the variety of people I have. Like I'm literally with the same people the whole time. That's all. Well, and I, I think you guys are working with different people. It's not necessarily customer service oriented yeah, sure, and you're yeah. not really working with the public. Sure. But anyway, I guess Dan, if Dan wants to share. Yeah, sure. So um, in high school, I really had two main kind of part-time jobs. Um, One was a lot longer. I worked at a restaurant. And the other one was I worked at an amusement park in more of the food service industry. So yeah, those were experiences. Um, In college, I had had one other part-time job, but that was really a good job I guess compared to the other jobs like I had an actual desk and things that was fine so yeah not to like dox any of these companies because I don't want to get sued or anything but I worked at I was a cashier at a grocery store for maybe like two two and a half years or whatever and then I also um was a barista like a restaurant I don't know why the title is barista but I didn't really make drinks I don't know why they called it that it was more of like a cashier slash like bringing food to the table type thing but it wasn't quite a waitress I don't know that experience was really weird um and then fast casual food yeah it was fast casual um that's what the like atmosphere was but that job was just weird in general for a lot of other reasons but um and then I also for like a month worked at this um I don't know what's called a convenience store, but you know, they had like food and like gas and whatever, but it wasn't a gas station. I don't really know how else to describe it without like throwing out a name. Well, I feel like it's like, well, it's like, it was, it was like, 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 yeah, go ahead. It was like a 7 Eleven esque type thing, but it was not 7 Eleven. I repeat, it was not 7-Eleven. <laughs> Anna did not work for 7-Eleven. I think convenience store summed it up pretty well. That's yeah, but I when I think, think convenience, convenience store, I think like like a drugstore type thing. I mean, I, we were making food and... Like, again, not to dox this company, but I feel like 7-Eleven kind of has a bad or maybe a less lower standard compared to where you were. So just a nicer 7-Eleven. <laughs> oh my god i wasn't even gonna say anything like that but okay 
Um, but anyway, though, I feel like obviously we've had a lot of different jobs experiences. So I think, and Evan, maybe not as much compared to Anna or I, but one of the main things that kind of comes with these part-time jobs when you're in high school and college is for the usually in a lot of the instances dealing with adults, parents, or really just the public in general. So things like the service industry, um, retail, hospitality, things like that. Um, it's a lot of face-to-face -face customer interaction. So I think that kind of brings up a whole slew of different issues that can arise from that. But I'm just wondering, just throwing it out there right now, Evan, with your more limited experience than Anna, has your overall, I guess, experience with dealing with the public been positive or negative, I guess? Let's just start there. Well, I don't know. I think definitely the one of the most draining parts of these types of jobs. Um, and I just, before we get any further, I want to put it out there. Um, there's nothing wrong with these types of jobs. I mean, they definitely are hard. I'm not going to lie. And they definitely deserve way more credit than they get. But um, you know, these still, we need cashiers and food workers and service workers. So we're not trying to like crap on any of these people because we've been there too. But anyway. Mm -hmm. And also like, also that's like a really skilled like job and profession. Like there are tons of people who couldn't do that. So I very much commend everyone who is in that industry. Having been there, I couldn't still be doing that. But to answer your question, I definitely think working with the public and customers is one of the most draining parts of the job. I mean, I don't, at least in my experiences, I don't think the public has been super negative or I really have had so many horrible experiences that it really sticks out in my mind. But I mean, you know, you're going to get those kooky people or like have people say kind of weird stuff or just have people that are maybe a little unpleasant or are having a bad day or something. I mean, that's going to happen regardless, but um, I don't know. I felt like for the most part, it was like fine. And I don't know if positive is the right word, but it was, you know, bearable when it was like, they treated me like a human. <laughs> this was also, I haven't really been in the service industry recently. I think during COVID, at least I've heard online and from other people that it's been kind of extremely bad right now. So this is maybe speaking two or three years ago, because it's, it's been a while since I've um, been in this situation. So my information could be a little bit dated. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what I can say, because I feel like the interactions I've had is not from a like a consumer perspective it's always like a parent perspective because it's always like how's my kid you know and things like that it was never about like how am I performing I guess kind of or like why is my service like you know what I mean like it's a completely different concern that these people are having about their kid and health and safety and stuff like that rather than um stuff like that so it's like a kind of a you know there's the same kind of like annoying parents and kooky times like that and stuff like that but from that perspective like I didn't really have that kind of experience but I can tell you that at the one 
two of the years I worked at a camp where um, we were going on like a lot more day trips and going to a variety of places where there were service industries. Um, it always seemed like that was a, a tough job, especially working with like all the camps that would be there and all the kids like I mean that job those jobs looked miserable like at those water parks and at those restaurants and stuff like that was <laughs> dealing with those crowds must have been the worst like I can tell you that that's definitely the time that when I was like oh my gosh thank god that there are all these other lifeguards and stuff here because they're watching a lot of the kids a lot more than I can and it's like oh my gosh thank goodness but that must have been terrible for them <laughs> Being one of those people who worked in a, in a restaurant at an amusement park for children, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I think the thing that just gets me is with a lot of things like cashiers or waiters and waitresses or even just like customer service desk type things. Um, again, this, this is just kind of like maybe a generalization and more focused on a few bad encounters rather than the the kind of like good and respectful majority but I think the thing that like gets me here is these people who walk in with this like really entitled attitude and for whatever reason feel like they deserve some sort of like special treatment or that someone's going to bend the rules for them or they expect or I don't know they just generally think they're better than other people again this is like kind of just a stereotype or whatever but it definitely happens but I just don't I don't know. I don't know where these people get this audacity. I mean, like, yeah, we're just, I don't like, I, like I'm a 17 year old. I, I don't, I'm here because I just want my paycheck. You know what I mean? I can definitely say that my mother worked at a restaurant, you know, through her college years or whatever. And she would always, when we would go out to eat as a family, she would always be the one to kind of teach us to be nice to you know, those kind of workers and always like do little things like stack the dishes the right way and stuff like that for them. So like little things like that, I feel like I have that kind of in me where I have that sympathy for them, even though I didn't do it. And my mother has that sympathy because she did do it. But I feel like the, the other people that are grouches all the time, like they must not have had this experience. Like they literally must just be oblivious to what the other people are feeling, right? Well, I think not even being able to empathize with the person serving you or whatever and realizing that it is a tough and stressful job but just I mean it comes down to basic respect I mean this is just another person who you don't know who probably has never done anything to you you know what I mean like I mean I get that people have bad days or bad stuff happens that puts them in a bad mood but you know what I mean I just feel like there's no reason to be so rude and sometimes even, you know, downright disrespectful and, and degrading. I just don't think, I just don't think that's necessary at all. Like assuming they didn't do anything to you. I mean, if you have a bad day or something, you know, you shouldn't take that out on some service worker who's just there to collect their check and probably isn't mm -hmm. even making that much. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference too between like people who might come off as rude just because they don't or haven't been exposed to like restaurant or service etiquette versus people who are just naturally rude and disrespectful. Like 
I've definitely had both experiences where it's like, oh, like, sure, like, they left the table a mess after, like, things like that. But, like, maybe they just didn't know to, like, clean it up or things like that. Then there are people who, and again, like, my experience with the public has been, I'd say, overwhelmingly neutral to positive. But there are definitely negative experiences that really just bring down, I guess, the whole job experience. And I feel like those kind of stand out to me more. But I've definitely had experiences where people are just outright rude thinking that they're the center of the world at that moment and like Anna was saying maybe they're just having an off day or things like that but at the end of the day it doesn't really explain or excuse the behavior I mean I know at the place where I cashiered and my sister also worked there and she said that um, one of the other cashiers someone like called her the n-word like out of nowhere you know what I mean like just disrespectful stuff like that or at one point my sister said like some lady you know instead of handing her the money or even putting it on the counter like threw it on the floor and made her pick it up and was like uh like go pick it up on the floor because like that's what you deserve or I don't know just these kind of like really crazy things that are honestly really rude and inappropriate I mean luckily I never had any or not that I can recall at least any sort of racist encounter like that. But I just, um, when she told me that, I was very shocked. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had any outwardly racist things, um, but I've definitely had experiences with customers like throwing money like on the floor in front of me or just things like that. So I guess that's just how it goes when you work at one of these maybe um, more crappy part-time jobs, things like that, which is a whole nother problem I guess with the way workers are treated versus the compensation they're receiving but something I guess that really stood out to me after I kind of worked at these part-time jobs and I started college where I started getting more internships co-ops things like that was just kind of the disparity or disparity I think that might be yeah that's the right word disparity anyway um but just kind of the big jump in terms of like my paychecks between working at my more part-time jobs versus working at a real, I don't want to say real company, but working at a more like traditional nine to five, like desk job, lab job, things like that. Um, Before we talk about this, because I think it's a good topic. I just want to say that these people who are rude to service workers, I just don't understand that logic because if you're asking someone for something and most of the times that's the case, you know, you're asking to be seated or to get a better table or something. You know what I mean? Like, why would you be rude to this person? They're the person who can basically grant or deny your request. It, what logical, you know, like that's not logical to think, okay, let me piss off the person who's going to say yes or no. You know what I mean? Like, just because they said no, why would you make them even more, you know, like, I just don't get that logic. Again, I, I have read forums of people in the service industry where they say, if we have a bad customer or someone who's rude, you know, we know, and we're going to give you the worst table in the restaurant, or um, we're going to like, be sure to take our time when we're bringing out the food to you and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know if these people think yelling is going to get them places, but trust me, like, I think if anything, it makes the situation even worse and their treatment worse. Honestly, though, such a good point. And that brought up something else. So before we go on to the topic that I brought up earlier, I just want to ask, is the customer always right? Here's my take, I guess. I think 
Um, you know, I think customer service is important and I think it is important to make the customer feel valued and heard and stuff like that in terms of customer loyalty and brand reputation and stuff like that. But I think, I think in recent years, honestly, some of these people who come in to stores and whatever are just so rude and sometimes borderline abusive in those cases you know what, I don't think any employee should have to be subjected to verbal or even physical harassment from a customer. And I think, you know, there's a point where accommodating someone or making someone feel like valued and helped as a customer, there's a certain point where it's expected and um, an appropriate level. But then I think sometimes these people just ask for things that are so like far-fetched or they behave in ways that are so crazy that it's like at that point you know that's not reasonable or and it's not it's just too much and I think in those cases you know if someone's being racist or abusive and just really acting um honestly really terribly then no I think you have every right to turn them away and say like yeah sorry yeah I feel like I'm in a similar boat where in my mind on equal footing, sure, the customer should always be right. But as soon as maybe a consumer, a customer, whatever the situation is, as soon as they start to act in a way that, I guess, takes away from the fact that you are a human being and like a worker, and if they are just being flat out mean, disrespectful, and in a not warranted way, I think at that point is when you kind of can draw the line and be like, no, like, you're being way out of line here. I think sometimes customers, this is maybe certain situations, but, you know, like you can't expect a store or an employee to go against the policies just for you, or if you made some sort of an error, like maybe you bought something and you didn't read the return policy. So you can't get your money back because you waited a year to bring it back. Or like you ordered something and you didn't read the product dimensions and it wasn't what you want, you know, just like stuff like that. If it's maybe like more the store did everything right, but you just like missed something somewhere along the lines, you know, you can't expect the store to bend over backwards to accommodate you. Mm -hmm. I feel like at that point, anything like a store does or would do to remedy that situation would be kind of the store, the restaurant, whatever, doing things just to appease you, not because they have to do anything. I think it's important to remember, though, that the reason that this belief of the customer is always right out that is like out there isn't because of workers, it's because of like bosses, you know, and wanting to keep their business alive. And, you know, I feel like a lot of workers wouldn't care about, you know, if they're given bad customers they'd be like yeah there's the door I don't care um you know I just I don't sign the bills I just get the paycheck I don't want to be here I don't really care and it's like well unfortunately you answer to a higher number that's gonna care and that wants that customer and doesn't care if they're right or wrong you know they have to do that and it's like I don't agree with that at all like that's terrible to treat someone like that but at the same time it's I mean, what are you going to do about that? No, honestly, that's such a good point. I'm watching Superstore right now on NBC, which is basically just an office type show, but it takes place in a 
big department store, things like that. And one of kind of the ongoing themes is just kind of the real disparity and miscommunication between like corporate versus like the floor workers. And it's honestly so true that like corporate's the one making all these policies and pretty much all these big companies across the country and the world. But it's these workers who are the ones kind of responsible and who have the burden of implementing them and actually having to deal with the repercussions of it. So it's interesting just to kind of see that difference, I guess, between like the part, the stereotypical part-time job versus like a full-time corporate job, things like that. Well, you bring up a really interesting point. I think a lot of the reason why these um, jobs that we've had, and typically, you know, it is maybe like wait staff or um, retail, like associates and cashiers and stuff, is I think part of it is, I don't know, they just kind of have a bad rap for having like crappy bosses or just kind of bad management, which I think, I mean, obviously that's not the case all the time, but I think in some of my experiences, yeah, that definitely was the case. It was poor management or just, you know, things like being yelled at for kind of silly things or being told this or that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's easy for you to say. You sit in your office all day at the computer. You're not out here bagging the groceries yourself or on the front lines, if you will, of the front end of the store. So it's like, I don't know. And that always just kind of got on my nerves a little, you know, it's like, it's easy to watch from the security room and like give critiques all day, but you know, let's see you out here. I think that then kind of, I guess, ties back into what I brought up a little bit ago, but when we all kind of got into college and started getting like interns, co-ops, things like, or internships, co-op positions, things like that. Um, I noticed, and I'm sure we all noticed kind of this giant increase in pay grade between part-time jobs versus these more nine-to-five corporate type-esque jobs. So I guess just like, what are your all, like, what were you thinking, I guess, that first time you got this paycheck for probably a lot more money than what you were getting before? Because I know for me, it was kind of a wow moment. I just, um, thinking back, you know, I've been really fortunate to have some co-op experiences that have paid me um, pretty well, I think, considering my experience level and age and stuff like that. And it honestly amazes me. I remember working, you know, like 16 hours a single week and getting paid like not even $200, maybe like 170, 175. And mind you, this was at like 1125 an hour. So like well above minimum wage for the state we're in. And it still felt like I worked 16 hours of like hard work. Cause let's be honest, you know, food service and stuff like that. You're not just sitting around all day. You know, there's a lot to be done and it's tough to be on your feet for all that time and to deal with these customers um, all the time. So it's not like light work either. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, it's only $175. Like how I put in so much work. It was, I probably put in even more work than my co-op and like my more corporate job. And it was just really amazing to me because I mean, I could make the same amount for, you know, one or two days of work in my office job. And I was doing far less work and less demanding work, I'd say, than I was at my part-time job that paid like significantly less. It was just really mind-boggling to think that I would have to work 
so much longer and harder for less money. Yeah, I think I was in a similar boat. For me, I was making even probably less than what you were making in high school at my part-time work. So the first time I kind of got this like co-op position, because I also was fortunate enough to get one that was pretty well paid. Um, But the first time I got a paycheck, I'm literally thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, this is, this would take me like a month and a half to two months to make what I've made in like two weeks because I get paid bi-weekly at my co-op. And it's just like, and I, for me, I definitely agree that the work that I was doing in high school, my part-time job was 100% harder and more stressful than the work that I do at my more like desk job, corporate job now. So it's just interesting to kind of see just in a monetary value, like, I don't really know how to describe it, but just kind of like what emphasis and like praise and compensation is being like placed on. It's being placed on more of these like corporate positions versus like the positions that do matter because like people still go to restaurants people still shop at stores things like that so it's just interesting to kind of see like how we're inherently pushing people towards these things and away from these more part-time positions even though both are equally important in kind of a functioning society i know we've kind of alluded to this earlier but i really I don't know why I think we see things like a cashier or something like that as this like unskilled labor. That's why we're going to pay them nothing because it takes no skill to do this, whatever, whatever. But I mean, honestly, when I was cashiering, um, the kind of like the cohort of high school kids that I came in with that all kind of got hired around the same time. By the time I left, maybe two years later, I mean, maybe one or two of them were still there. I mean, I'm not, I don't know why they quit. You know, no one knows that. You'd have to ask them. But I think part of it is, yeah, it sucks to be trapped in a cashier's booth for four, five, six hours at a time, bagging groceries for six hours straight, getting only a 15 minute break. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's not rocket science, but that doesn't mean it's easier enjoyable like on a Sunday when it was busy you know I was constantly going and I barely even had time to catch my breath I mean it was still kind of hard and it was a little I don't want to say it was physically demanding because it's not like it was some like big like landscaping work or anything but like it was kind of physically like demanding I would get like sore or whatever at the end but I don't know I mean like it's sure like I said it's not rocket science but that doesn't mean it's not a tough job you know what I mean like so many kids quit because of the hours and because frankly it's just boring you know what I mean and I, I think just sorry, sorry I was gonna say that like and in some of my food service jobs you know like have you stood behind the deli counter during peak lunchtime having like 10 sandwich orders that you have to have to like cook and make and wrap up and give to people like probably not you know it's not as we're not just back here on our phones, doing nothing, getting paid. Like we actually have a lot to do. Mm -hmm. That's basically what I was going to say. I'm like, you look at a lot of, maybe not you, whoever you are, but I feel like a lot of people like the general public will look at kind of these part-time jobs and just think like they're an unskilled laborer, just things like that, that kind of are more associated with these negative connotations. But at the end of the day, like, have you ever tried to do this? Because I guarantee if any I don't want to say adult, even though most of the time the people who are kind of being rude at these places are adults, but I guarantee if any of these adults had to 
be in any of these people's shoes who are getting yelled at by the public, who are being disparaged, degraded, whatever, things like that. Like they wouldn't be able to handle it because no human being should be able to handle that or have to deal with these things, especially at a job that pays so little for not, and really doesn't come out with that, doesn't come out with that much reward. Well, I think, I think there's definitely an image behind it where it's like, as Anna said, like, oh, we're not on our phone all day, but I definitely think people think like, oh, it's some teenager on their phone all day, not doing any work. And it's like, yeah, that's not really what it is. And I also feel like it's not even always teenagers. Like I always see a lot of, I feel like not just elderly people. I feel like it's not like this thing that's, you know what I mean? Like everyone's working here. I feel like it's, it's definitely a needed job. Like it covers a lot of different areas and uh, things like that. Yeah. I think like maybe like in the past, um, like long time ago past, like these more like part-time jobs were more for younger people. But I think because of inflation, just how expensive everything is, especially in like the 21st century, like a lot of people are forced to maybe get a second part-time job to be able to supplement their income just so they can afford rent, afford groceries, things like that. And honestly, even just looking back on my own experiences and jobs I had in high school and stuff, I can't imagine doing that again. Like, I almost think like, how did I, how did I cashier for two years? Like, how did I get through that? Because thinking about it, if I had to do that again, or even seeing my sister come home from work and stuff like that, like, I feel bad for her. (laughs) I could never do that again. You know, like I'd almost rather not work than have to do these types of jobs. And this is maybe more applies to kids in high school and college. I'm not necessarily sure about adults in these types of positions, but I know at a lot of the jobs I had, I mean, I don't know. It's maybe tough to say, but I just feel like they would work, work everyone so hard. You know what I mean? Like at one point, at my like convenience store, if that's what we're going to call it, I would work eight hours Saturday. Then they would schedule me for eight hours on Sunday too. Or I would have to work until like 11 or 10 PM the Saturday, then have to be there at 7 AM, 7 AM in the morning. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm sure some people want those kind of hours, but it was like, you know, in the interview, I said, I kind of just want a part-time job. And then they like scheduled me for way more. I guess part-time is technically like 20 hours or less, but it was like, I kind of said I only really wanted to work like 10 hours a week and you hired me. And then you're giving me almost twice that. Or same with my sister. It's just like, they burn. I feel like they burn out people just because they put you down for so many hours. And it's like, it's just a part-time job. I'm in high school. Like I have schoolwork and other things. I'm just trying to make some extra Mm -hmm. cash on the side. Because this a lot is of the not time my though, like, career aspiration or what I'm devoting my life to. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole point of like a part-time job. You're only doing it part-time. The other part is either having another job or usually going to school, things like that. But I also think that a lot of this stems from like, sure, like the hours can be annoying, whatever. But I think the ultimate kind of problem with that is just bosses and maybe upper management, whether that just be like internal upper management or like corporate, just not really caring about maybe the workers at all they're more care they carry more about kind of just the profit they make at the end of the day which i think is definitely a problem especially we saw it during the pandemic this past year with all these 
quote unquote essential workers being forced to come into work under maybe not so safe conditions just so the company can make a profit, just stay in the green, things like that. And then that's a whole nother argument of like wages, things like that. But it's just interesting to see it all. I don't know if this was just me, but I always kind of felt in these part-time jobs when I was in high school, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was very maybe awkward sometimes because like, I don't know, like sometimes your managers wouldn't really be that much older than you, but then they were still your manager. So I don't know. I always just felt like it was kind of a weird dynamic sometimes. I mean, I know a ton of people have all these work friends and they're like best friends with their manager and stuff. I mean, that was never really my situation, but I always kind of thought it was awkward sometimes just because it's like, um, especially with the managers who were maybe not that great. Like, I'm not that much younger than you. Like, why are you treating me like I'm so much like younger than you and like I'm stupid or this and that, you know, maybe that was just these certain individuals or whatever, but I don't know. I think sometimes the management is kind of not the greatest and they can kind of be a little bit mean. That's interesting that you bring that up. At my restaurant job, our manager was um, someone who was in my grade from kind of who went to my high school. Her family owned the restaurant, but she was kind of our quote unquote manager supervisor whatever you call it and it would always be awkward when like she had to reprimand kind of other people that we all knew from like school and things like that just because like sure in the workplace you do have this boss worker dynamic but as soon as you leave you're like students together and that was just always weird to me having to deal with that and having to experience that and this also kind of reminds me of another situation so I think a lot of times in these positions your direct supervisor or like shift leader, whatever you want to call it, is someone who's relatively young-ish. So I've also had situations where, you know, the manager was buddy-buddy with certain employees and it was like, yeah, we get it. You guys are friendly, but like, why are you not reprimanding them? Or, I mean, I remember one time they were like, oh, why don't you have your earpiece in whatever, whatever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, kind of like irritates it. And they're like, yeah, well, everyone else has it in. It's not that bad. So just put it in. And then I was like, okay. But then I looked and like the girl next to me didn't even have it on her. And I'm thinking like, well, where's her comment? You know what I mean? Like, I get that you guys are friends or whatever, but, you know, like you should still. I mean, maybe there was some part of the situation that I missed or like some information that I didn't have, but I think it's kind of common for people to kind of have their favorites and maybe give different levels of, um, I don't want to say treatment, but some people are like able to get away with more than others. I don't know if that has happened to you guys, but that's definitely happened to me. I guess, I guess honestly, that happens even in corporate America, but I think it's maybe more likely to happen when you're kind of closer in age rather than someone having a boss who's like 10 years older than them. Mm-hmm. Because, like it definitely happens in corporate America, but this could just be me, but I just don't feel maybe as offended if that's the right word, if it happens in corporate America, just because I can think that it's, oh, like, sure, it could be you're closer to this other employee, but it could also be like, oh, maybe they're more experienced, just whatever, things like that. But I've definitely experienced that in like my part-time work. And I'm, I think that I've been on kind of both ends too, where I've definitely been more of like buddy buddy with the supervisor than some other people and like other people get yelled at for things that I was doing too and it would just it does just lead to kind of more awkward situations I don't know if this is just me but another thing that would really annoy me 
about shift work, you know, like when you're scheduled, like you're going to come in for this amount of time, like those types of things. And then your hours vary. And then when one shift is over, the next group comes in. The thing that really bothered me with that is in like literally every single experience, it's like, okay, you scheduled me eight to two. Then why am I leaving at 2.15? You told me I work until two. You know what I mean? Like, it's not my fault that the next, that the next person got here late or something, or you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't have to stay extra. You know what I mean? Like, you scheduled me for, to end at two. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get sometimes things happen or whatever but it's like but then they get all pressed if you say like oh I'm done it's two o'clock you know can I leave and then they're like well well no like this still has to get done and this and that and or we're busy can you stay and help but it's like well this on the schedule I'm done it too I don't think I'm describing this well but it's like why am I always getting out 15 minutes and not even like oh I packed up and I'm took 15 minutes to get my stuff and go to the bathroom or whatever it's like no I'm getting let off the floor like 10 minutes late then why are you scheduling me until two but every time I'm working later than two I don't know if maybe I'm just getting too upset over something small but I feel like that always happens no I've always heard that complaint and I can definitely say that in my experience like I've had parents show up late and it's like you know I can't leave while their kids still here like I I understand, you know, but it would be nice if you could show up on time. But I guess my question to Anna is like, are you allowed to just leave? Like your shift ends at two, so just leave. You know, if you piss off your manager, that they can't fire you for that, can they, I guess? I mean, I guess in theory, you could leave whenever you wanted to, whether you were, your shift was done or not, but. Um, I just mean I, when your shift is done. I mean, not whenever you, you probably, want. if you just left without asking someone if you can leave and them saying yes or them saying, you know, you're done, I, they'd probably say something to you. They, they really probably would. But I mean, if they say no, you can't leave. You can say, yes, I can. You said I could leave it too. You know what I mean? Like, why can't I leave? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. Um, in, I mean, like I, I have been in situations where not me necessarily, cause I'm like too much of a pushover to be like, no, I'm <laughs> out, <laughs> but I have seen other people say like, oh, you know, it's two o'clock. Um, I'm going to head out. My shift's over. And they've been like, like, oh, you can't leave yet. You know, the next girl's not here or this, can you do this? And they've been like, oh, you know, like, no, I can't, you know, I am done the schedule says I'm here until two and, you know, I have stuff to do. So I've definitely seen it happen and the managers were not happy about it. Um, and like the person didn't get fired or anything like that. But I think if you don't want to be in a bad situation and piss off your managers and stuff, it's probably not the best idea to do that. I feel like the anger's misdirected. Like they should be getting angry at the people who are showing up late rather than the people who are asking to leave when their shift ends but I think that a system that the amusement park that I worked at they had this and I really liked the system they had it so you, we weren't allowed to leave until we were kind of told we could leave and like till the next person came in that part was the same with you but then we had to clock in and out so whenever we clocked out that was how much we got paid for it wasn't based on like the what the shift was supposed to be it was what the shift actually was so I feel like that system is something that companies could adopt to maybe get around that I guess because then if the person comes in 
late the next person, they're in theory losing money. So the company is not losing any money. You're just equally distributing it to the people who deserve it. Well, in my jobs, it was, we did clock in and out. So it's not like we were staying 15 extra minutes unpaid, but it is still kind of like, even though I'm getting paid, you know, I just want to leave. It's already been eight hours. I'm tired. I want to go home. I don't want to have to stay later because you have, because you're short staffed or because you didn't plan for this appropriately. You know what I mean? It's not even about the money necessarily. It's more just like, like I'm done it too. Just let me go. You know, like, I'm sorry the next person can't come in, but you can't like expect me to stay hours longer and pick up the slack because, you know, you have some, some emergency now. And I understand that stuff happens and I'm not saying like, it's not good to like be a team player or help out here and there, but I think it's more just when like employers expect that employees do stuff like that, or they get mad if you don't stay longer. But either way, if I'm done at two, I want to be in my car (laughs) going home at two. I definitely seen a bunch of TikToks where it's like, oh, I requested to take off this day. I gave you like two months notice and you're telling me the week before that I I got to come in and it's like, well, Tuffy, like I followed all the steps. I told you that I was going to take off. So I've seen those. I can't relate to that, but maybe you guys can. Oh my God. Yes. This is such a good topic, especially in these part-time positions. I think it's crazy. Like to request off at one place, I had to put in a formal request through an online system three weeks in advance. And then at one place, it was a month in advance. Like, who knows? I mean, unless for big dates, I don't know, like a wedding or something like that. Like, who knows what they're doing a month in advance to be able to take off for that? And then it's this whole big, oh, you can't come in. You have to get someone to take your shift. You can't, uh, no one will take your shift. Sorry, you got to come in. It's just like, I think that's crazy a month in advance. I mean, I get that you have to make the schedule or whatever, but a month is kind of crazy. And then it's, just a little hypocritical in that they require all this time for you to give them notice if you're taking off, but then, you know, they'll call you the morning of and say, Hey, can you come in in an hour? And then like expect you to drop everything you're doing to rush on in to cover someone's shift. You know what I mean? It's just such, I think an imbalance here and it's really like uh, an unfair standard that's so heavily favoring the employer. And then the kicker is they get to decide whether your request for the day off, if they want to approve it or deny it, they can deny it and say, you know what, you requested this day off. Sorry, we're not going to give it to you. You know what I mean? And then there's nothing you can do about that. And same thing with, I know this is kind of everywhere, but this whole like two weeks notice thing, you know, it's like, so I got to give you two weeks notice, but you can fire me and then expect me to be on my way out an hour later. I don't know. That just annoys me. I just want to share something that I think is kind of funny at my grocery store job. I don't know if people know this or not, but at least the store I worked at, um, when you're ringing up the items, it counts how fast you do it and it gives you an IPM or an items per minute. So it lets you know how many items you're an average of how many items you ring up in a minute. So this store would keep track of every cashier's 
IPM print it out on paper and display it in the store it was on like a big display so you could see everyone's IPM and they even had like this person's team did the best with the highest IPM and like these are the um the the people who are climbing to the top and like these three employees have the best IPM and you know they would even highlight um if you were highlighted in green it was like you're you're meeting there um you're above whatever they're determining is the average or what the goal IPM should be. If you're in yellow, you're like borderline. And if you're on red, you're below it. So it's like, okay, you're basically keeping track of us. Like it's a, like a Mario Kart match. And then you're displaying it publicly <laughs> for everyone to see. No, I'm literally thinking that it's, I don't know if everyone who's listening did these, but like, I know that all three of us have in like high school and college, like when you do like cahoots and like just classes and it's like, oh, someone's like went up five ranks, this question, someone did that. But honestly, I feel like I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like a system like that would honestly motivate me because I would really want to get to the top and be better than everyone. Okay. I, I think if they want to track it for their own purposes, that's fine, but I don't think they should display it and turn it into this sort of competition because sure I could go faster but then I'd just be throwing stuff in bags and what suffers is the customer and isn't that supposedly the most important part if you don't have customers no one's buying your product I mean there's so many times where I get bad cash I don't want to say bad but they just bag it really carelessly and they have like a good IPM but it's like well that doesn't matter maybe in the company's eyes this person's doing great because they can bag a hundred items per minute but it doesn't make me feel good if you threw my milk on top of my eggs or it's just you know bagged really poorly and carelessly I mean maybe people don't care about that but that's why I never liked the system because I know I would see other people with high IPMs and be like, wow, you know, they're getting praised for this, but they just throw it in the bag. They're not even careful with it. I think we've told a lot of different stories and maybe not everyone relates, but I think at the end of the day, hopefully if you're not in the service industry or never have been, hopefully you can maybe see the other side of the story. And if you are in the service industry right now, maybe you can hopefully realize that you're not alone and that we're there, everyone else is going through it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and follow our podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to it on. Check out our social media linked in the description and tune in next week for even more advice. TTYL from IFL. Bye.